Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And I am here with Jolene Emery, and she is the founder of Big Raven Yoga. And also, I noticed on your website, you have like Big Raven companies. Yes, we do. So I can't wait to ask you about that. But we started out learning about you because you reached out to me with the yoga mats. I did. All right. You brought one in here, and you were unwrapping it, and I want you to tell me about the experience that someone would get when they buy your yoga mat because it's very personalized. Yes, it is. So our mat is different from a lot of other yoga mats. It's not your standard wa- waffle. Leave, yes. You know, the kind yes. they're kind of spongy. This is a very personalized piece of fitness equipment in that all of the artwork is original. It's done by me or someone on my team or a collaboration thereof. And what we found is that the people who our customers, they choose their designs based on what really appeals to them and what's personal. Sure. And then they practice more. And so it is a very personalized piece of equipment. So the one that I brought today, actually, um, one of our repeat customers purchased for her grandma. It's called Hey There Chickadee. And when you get a Big Raven yoga mat, it comes in a beautiful box and it's wrapped in tissue uh, and it has a little note card um, as a tag that's wrapped around it. And then each one comes with, I write everybody a little note because I kind of wish I was there with them. I mean, it's such a, it's a personal company and a personal process. And I just want to say hello in my own way. So they get that. And then we treat each one like a piece of artwork. So they come with a certificate of authenticity. So each one is numbered because I don't want this mat to be the next hot thing at Target, right? I mean, I want it to be, I don't want everyone to have the same mat, right? So we limit the run. We do 500 of each and then we take them away. So this woman here, hers is number two of this particular design and she's got her little certificate with her. And then the other thing that comes in the box is, so we had an option of if we wanted to put our logo on these mats and there's already a lot going on. And so I decided um, that I wanted to put our name on it as a piece of the artwork. So it's incorporated kind of like an Easter egg. Sure. So you have to try to find it. Oh, so, like, yeah, like a happenings book. Remember exactly. those when you'd be at the dentist's office? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like highlights from when yes, we were kids. That's what yes, it was. yes, exactly. Highlights. And you had to find so many. Yes. It's exactly like that. So each one says Big Raven in it somewhere, and you just have to try to find it. And so the card that we put in the box explains that little story about why we do that. How do you describe the fabric or the texture on the top of the mat? Yep. So our mat is actually a hybrid in that the top is um, microfiber suede and it is the same the same makeup chemical makeup as a yoga towel right right so the entire and and I've been a yogi for 17 years and I hate the towel I hate it almost to the point of violence like I hate the towel which <laughs> is so like nobody likes it it's horrible it bunches under your feet and it drives you crazy yeah so you'll have to imagine that the entire surface of your mat is a towel and it's fused to a four and a half millimeter eco-based rubber um so it's, I'm shaking it if you can visualize yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah, heard you can wash them. Yeah. They're very malleable. So they fold and they bend so that you can put them in your washing machine and then you just hang them to dry. So you can't use fabric softener or bleach or anything crazy like that, um, but you can wash them and hang them to dry. It is a really beautiful yoga mat. What yes. was it that started you on the process <laughs> of, I need to be the yoga mat maker? Yeah. So... 
again, a very personal experience and story. So like I said, I've been a yogi for 17 years and a teacher for seven or eight, I guess. And yoga has been a really big part of my life for a really long time. Um, as you mentioned, I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. I dabble in a lot of things yeah. and uh, we have four children and it's kind of a high stress situation, right? So yoga is a constant companion and has been. And three years ago, actually this weekend, uh, my husband Darren and I were on a bike ride in St. Paul and we, um, oh, we were in a, on a bike ride in St. Paul and unfortunately I got in an accident on my bike and I broke my leg and because I am the kind of woman who like when I do it, I do it big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't just break it. Like I like broke, broke it, it, broke yep. it. Um, four surgeries. Darren had to use the family and medical leave act to take care of me. Um, it was a year until I could walk. It was just a mess. I just, it was a mess. And you, that all happened to you when you had kids too. Yeah. Just three years ago, July 13th. Oh, okay. Yep. And so when I got back to walking, so I went from, you know, wheelchair to walker to crutches to cane. One of the very first things I did was get back to my practice. And I'm optimistic and joyful, and it really didn't go very well. So it was really emotional. There was a lot of crying on the mat that day, a lot of tears. Strength was different. Balance was different. Every single thing that could be different was different. I can only imagine. I was so sad. Yeah. And and you're not supposed to have ego in this kind of experience, but I did. You know, I've always been pretty strong. And and, fit. Yeah, exactly. So I I was just devastated. So I went to take a shower, put my mat where I always put it, came out and I had a black standard issue mat. I had the same mat that everyone has, kind of like luggage. Yeah. You all have the same black piece of luggage. Yes. Well, my yoga mat was like that and I turned to reach for it and it was gone. And um, I looked in a different spot and found a black mat exactly like mine. And some yogi had accidentally taken mine, left me hers. They were the exact same, except mine was like 10 years old and full of divots and gouges and basically my badge of honor. Yeah, like, earned look, exactly. stripes. Look at all my sun salutations. Aren't I amazing? And so it was gone and I cried about that too. So I came home and the very first thing I did through like the blubber and snot running down my face was Google cool yoga mat or artistic yoga mat or any of those kind of descriptors. And I couldn't find anything. I found, you know, chakras and lotus flowers, which yeah are cool. Sure. But that's not what was speaking to me. Like I wanted rock and roll. I wanted strong, bold, unique patterns and designs. And so I turned to my very supportive husband and said, you know what we have to do now? We need to figure out how to make artistically designed, full color, original artwork, yoga mats. Okay. So So we did. (laughs) So before the accident, Mm -hmm. what was your business that you said you're a serial entrepreneur and only a serial entrepreneur (laughs) would think that thought, right? Right. And just be like, oh yeah, now we need to get into the yoga mat Yeah. Yeah. So now here's the thing we do. Uh, So we actually own another company called Big Raven Media and we do local lead generation for brick and mortar businesses who are looking to get more customers in their door. So we specialize in social media marketing and digital advertising. Okay. I thought that was maybe what you did. And that's interesting too, because I had a printing and direct mail company and we were basically national, but we printed everything in 24 or 48 hours and then shipped it out. Wow. And lead generation 
was yes. essentially like if someone said, I can't believe you owned a printing company, the print, anyone could print. Right. Like, that was kind of the easy part about what sure. we did. What we really did was the lead generation and the marketing piece yeah. of it. But so you do it for brick and mortar stores, yeah. not for digital. Well, we have some digital clients who like have a have a digital product, like they might be a coach or they might have an online course. We have folks like that too. Yep. Um, but we specialize in um, gyms and fitness centers and yoga people. Um, and that's kind of our wheelhouse is looking for people um, in that space who want to join a gym or experience a transformation. But then we have lots of other little clients too who do lots of different things. Yeah, it sounds like mm-hmm. it. So because the gym is sort of a personal thing, right? Yes. You maybe, I mean, in my own lifetime, I think I've belonged to seven gyms. <laughs> right, me too. <laughs> and I'm always looking for the next right. one. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these fitness people, they develop kind of a following. Yes. People feel sort of, I don't want to use the word cult-like, but... But it's a brand identifier. Yeah, yeah. and you really identify with the person, mm-hmm. and then maybe they go out and join a gym. Mm-hmm. But then many of them are terrible marketers. Oh, for sure. And they shouldn't be marketing. They should be running their gym. You know, like they should be leading and teaching and educating and doing what they're good at. You know, they shouldn't be building Facebook ads and trying to curate their Instagram account. Right. They should turn to the professionals just like we do when we need a body worker for a gym. So that's typically what I say, like, just leave it to the professionals because it's a lot to DIY, especially now when the sands of change, like every single day, there's something new and it changes all the time. And it's really hard to keep up. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, like I'm doing this full time. This is my business. Mm-hmm. But it, when I had a business, you know, I couldn't spend yeah. the amount of time that I needed to on social media. So I always felt like I was behind. Yep. I had multiple brands that I was doing too. So it's just challenging. Yeah. So that's interesting to me because you have a lead generation source sort of yes. for your yoga mats. Right, right, exactly. And so these relationships with fitness centers and gyms are really great for us because the thing about a yoga mat is like almost every household has one. Even if you don't do yoga, you have some kind of fitness mat for when you're on the ground. So we partner with Ragnar, for example. Yep. Um, And that's been great for us because runners do recovery. They get down on the ground and they stretch out. Foam roll. Yep. And they do all of that. So we have a whole collection of Ragnar designs for people who are in that space. You have a lot of cool co-branding ideas too. Like um, you talked about bachelorettes. Like I'd never thought about like, oh, yoga class oh, for a bachelorette party would be really fun. It's amazing. So more and more new brides are not registering for dishes or the crock pot. They're registering for yoga classes. And so more and more brides are doing these experiential activities right. with their bridal party. So it's like, hey, everybody, let's do um, power and mimosa. And that's their bridal shower or their bachelorette that's party. So fun. And we've had brides that we've done custom designs for. And then at the party, they open up their mat and it's got their name on it. It's done in their colors. It's incredible. It's so fun. What's interesting about this too is it could only be done, I'm assuming, with the advent of digital printing. Yes, definitely. And that's the thing too is we're agile. So every single piece we do is print to order. So we have, we probably have about 300 designs Mm -hmm. if I'm being completely honest. And for a while, all of them were available on our website. And that was me. Like 
I could not make a decision. I loved them all. And I wanted everyone to see everything. And like, you know, maybe you like Audrey Hepburn or, you know, maybe you like some crazy flowers from the jungle or, you know, I just, I put too much out there. And so we were finding that our customers were paralyzed, like, because I couldn't make a decision. They couldn't They either. couldn't make a decision. <laughs> exactly. And so now we've pulled that back. And so our collections, they change over every month. So right now in July, there are 10 pieces. And at the end of July, they'll go away and August will come in with 10 more. That's kind of fun too, because people are always invited to come back yeah. to your website because there's a limited edition yep. and it's and they're not always just... changing. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much is a yoga mat? So it kind of depends. So we have one mat, several designs, but then we also have some partnerships and some collaborations. So we have the collaboration with Ragnar. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are 137. And we have collaborations with guest artists who don't work for us. Um, Pete Taboda is one who he did this brilliant uh, dragonfly um, acrylic. And we did a high res scan of that acrylic and put it on his mat. And so we compensate Pete for his artwork, of course. So that one is 137 and it's beautiful. It's stunning. Um, And then we also have a compassion collection. So there are a handful of charities that are near and dear to our heart. And though we make a donation to that charity based based on the design. That's a great so, idea. Yeah. So we donate to the Trevor Project. Um, we have a mat called Pride in You. Um, we donate to the Gorilla Fund. We have a mat called Terry and His Heartland, and it's an amazing original watercolor of a big mountain gorilla um, with a camera in the trees as a shout out to Diane Fossey. Sure. It's, it's just really awesome. And the Big Raven in both of those examples, this Easter egg that I mentioned is hidden so well. Like we did a great job on those. I love the idea too of like being on your mat and looking for it, you know, because sometimes I don't know, I love yoga, but sometimes I'm just terrible at it and I'm not focused and I'm not paying attention and I can just see me like looking for it while I'm doing the yoga. Well, it's interesting you should say that because we've had some like bittersweet opportunities too. We have a design called um, Symbols of Remembrance and it's poppies, which, you know, represent people that we've lost. Mm -hmm. And we've had a handful of people reach out and ask if we can personalize it with the name of a lost loved one. And we've done that. Yeah. Of course. And for them, then they use yoga as a tool to recover in their grief and in their grieving process. And so it's been so incredible to be a part of that in such a small way. When you set out with your husband, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, we're going to do this company and (laughs) this is how it's going to go. Did you have like, we're going to put $10,000 into it and that's how we're going to start it. And you just kind of bootstrapped it as you went. We did. Did did you put it on credit cards? No, we boot. So Big Raven Media underwrites, funds, and pays for everything Big Raven Yoga. (laughs) Yep, I get that. And do you have other concepts and other ideas of Big Raven things you'll go into the future or well I do I don't always speak their name for fear the people who love me will will abandon me in my because I am I am the entrepreneur with a million ideas for a paperclip um, and that's not always productive you know sometimes you need to focus and stay the course and so like right now our vision for Big Raven Yoga is we would love to have our own you know um, space where we can do yoga retreats and yoga work shops and yoga um, and then also have a place for production and fulfillment because right yeah, now we're spread it, out all over the place. I can see it almost like a coffee shop. Exactly. You know how you make the coffee beans yes. in the back and then you have the experiential part in the front and your That's designs. Okay. And your mm-hmm. designs are really beautiful. Thank you. So I can see clothing too. Like I can see pants and I can see shirts and 
see. So see, this is how we have this in common. <laughs> this million ideas for a paperclip. Yes. Um, when you are thinking about like, tell me what your day to day, like you go to work. Mm-hmm. What is your day to day like? Like, do you yeah. spend the primary primary time of your day on Big Raven Media or how does that work? We treat Big Raven um, Yoga like a client of Big Raven Media. Okay. So we have a team of 14. Um, and so we treat the initiatives of promotion of Big Raven Yoga just like we would any other client. So we have a strategy weekly that we implement and take care of. Um, and so it just kind of is a part of the whole machine. But as far as the, um, the touch points and the personal contact with Big Raven Yoga, that's all Darren and I kind of being out there in our community talking about our product. And we do live events and we've done some of the TV shows here in the Twin Cities. We talk to anybody who will listen um, because we're so excited about it um, because it's just so different. I like the idea though that you treat yourself like a client Yes, because then you're not always getting to your work at the end of the day or you're prioritizing kind of your business in the same way. Mm -hmm. Does that allow you to switch gears quicker too? Because you obviously have a lot of masters you're trying to serve. Right. It it helps for focus for sure. That and you know if I'm going to drink my own champagne and do what I tell my clients. Um, To me, marketing isn't an expense. It's an asset, right? And you have to build up the value of that asset, like your email list. You know, you protect that with everything you've got. Or, um, you know, even now with what we create through social, like those are assets. Yeah. You know, those connections to people. And so if we didn't treat Big Raven Yoga like a client, I fear I would be a a little bit scattered and overwhelmed. So this way it's top of mind. Um, but yet we still service our paying clients first. Um, and then we get to big Raven yoga, but it's a part of the machine for big Raven media. How many Mm -hmm. clients do you have? We have about 22, I would say 20, 22, 24, something like that. And how many employees do you have? 14. Okay. And that's for both companies essentially. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That's pretty big. Yeah. Where do you guys office? So we, um, home office Mm -hmm. actually, and all of our employees are remote. Um, and so we do a lot on Zoom um, and we do a lot through teleconferencing. And with Big Raven Media, it works out great because it's a digital product basically, you know, in social lead generation. Um, and a lot of it is automation and integration. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as Big Raven Yoga goes, um, we are in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, and then we actually fulfill around our dining room table. Okay. So <laughs> is it hard to manage people that you don't like literally see? Um, um, I think it, not anymore. We've been doing this, I think we're going on our third, third or fourth year now. Um, it used to be, um, but there are solutions to that. And those solutions are making sure that your goals and objectives as a brand are still top of mind. Um, and so we talk about that and we do staff development just like you would in any kind of gather around the conference table kind of enterprise. Right. You know, and so it's an investment in our employees and then it becomes an investment in our company. So and we you, treat it the same way. You have four children. Yeah. And you're in business with your husband. Yeah. And being in the digital space, I have found is stressful because it's always on. Yes. Like it isn't like at five o'clock you shut the doors and you go home. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that with a family? and being in business with your husband and having all these clients and remote workers too, who Mm -hmm. if you're remote and you're freelance, you tend to sort of work at the hours you need to work versus like nine to five. You never go home basically. Yeah. Do you feel like you're always working? I do, but um, 
I'm a yogi. And so it's, it's a core, you know, to my value system in that there has to be some kind of balance and there has to be some kind of notice of gratitude. I, I am so grateful that I am no longer in the corporate grind. And I think Darren would say the exact same thing. That's kind of feels to both of us like being a prisoner, you know, and, and we work so much harder for ourselves than we ever worked for anyone else. And we were pretty hard workers to start with. Right. So, and then the other thing is, is I was raised by business owners and so was Darren. Um, my mom and dad owned a number of businesses and um, they owned a Dairy Queen. So, and Darren's dad is a veterinarian. And right. so we've been raised by kind of, you know, small business owners and he and I were both involved in our parents' businesses. So our children are involved in our businesses. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure your kids have packaged they up are. a few yoga mats. They in have. <laughs> They've packaged up yoga mats. Um, Hannah, our oldest, has designed some of our best-selling yoga mats. She designed the one I brought with me today. Um, she designed the Pride in You that I mentioned for her brother, Jack, uh, who came out when he was 14. Oh, my um, daughter came out when she was 13. Yeah. <laughs> we really do have a lot in common. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. And so, and Hannah does a lot in our social media platforms for Big Raven Yoga. She's a model. She makes videos. She's very busy. Our daughter Georgie does the same. She's a model. She works live events. How old are your um, kids? So Hannah is 22. Uh, Jack is 21. Georgie will be 17 next week and Charlie's 15. All right. So that's really of an age where they're starting to earn their own money, get curious. And it always helps, let's be honest, to have young people in the social media realm. It they does. seem to just get it faster. They're natives. And they were born and raised on it. Like they have no learning curve, like no learning curve at all. <laughs> if you were going to talk to a, like a, let's say a small business, let's yeah. say a $2 million a year business, yeah. is there like, how do you decide when and how much to spend on digital mm. and social advertising? Because you can do social media yourself. You can. You maybe aren't going to be the best at it or post as often as you need to, but you can get by for mm -hmm. a while. At what point do you counsel clients to make that decision to get it off their plate and to actually hire someone yeah. and treat it like the lead generator it can be? That's a really great question. So what I typically say is this. So you can, you can totally DIY it, but in social consistency compounds itself. So if you don't have the time to be consistent, and I mean in content, and content includes everything from your blog posts to your email to your Facebook lives or your Instagram lives or whatever you're doing, it's content and it's content marketing. That's the other thing to remember is that digital is content. It's valuable, you know, um, information that helps people solve a problem or it helps them have a better life. If you don't have the time to be consistent, the little dabbles here and there are wasted mm -hmm. because it's a compounding factor. So that's one. And then two is that back in the day when we were spending money on social, you would get advice that would say you could spend five to $10 a day on Facebook ads and you'll get amazing results. Well, that's not at all true because the channels are crowded. And so when you get to a place where you can afford 50 to $100 a day in ad spend during the course of your campaign, you are ready to get some help. Yep. Right. Because it's optimized for bigger budgets. And people will say it's not, but it is. Yeah, I totally agree with you <laughs> it's 100%. It's optimized for bigger budgets. So you need to have that budget, which is your ad spend. But then you also need to have your budget for a partner. And that comes in their monthly management fee. Right. And so unless you... And you can't hire us, right, for a full-time employee for what you could hire an agency for. Right. Is a good rule of thumb. 
Yeah, I think that is a good rule of thumb Mm -hmm. and that helps people. And it seems like people are having a harder time getting recognized in the digital space. The organic reach is basically nil um, and growing followers through Instagram and through Facebook. It just feels like that has slowed so far down. It really has. And we, I mean, we struggle with it too. And what I tell everyone is that you can't just you can't slap up on any of these social media platforms what you think is interesting or what you like. You have to build content that attracts your perfect customer. You have to say something that they're going to be attracted to, and it basically falls into like five categories. It's either going to be motivational, inspirational, educational, controversial, or funny. Or aspirational, I guess, is motivational, too. Yep. Yep. And don't you think, too, it seems like the authenticity factor is way up. Oh, definitely. that, like, I was just talking to someone today, and she was like, well, we don't have the money to produce these videos. And Mm -hmm. I I was like, well, you also don't have the opportunity to not do that. Like, get your phone out. And while they're not going to be, like, these totally professional videos, Mm -hmm. for stories, that could be enough to just get your toe in the water there. Especially in stories. I think on feeds, you want to be a little bit more strategic. Mm -hmm. Um, We encourage everyone on a feed to invest, you know, get a professional photographer, get a handful of content that, you know, for whatever reason, you know, brighter, lighter photos of, you know, people being um, aspirational or Instagrammable are the ones that catch eyeballs. But then as far as your content, like what you put on your story or even IGTV, you've got an opportunity to really be yourself. And yourself is way better than anything that you could make up in a factory, which is basically what it is. I was pretty impressed when I looked at your website, like you have a way to capture emails that I thought was real smart. And then I saw that you were a lead generator. I was like, oh, she knows what she's doing here. So you can sign up for yoga playlists. You Mm -hmm. can sign up for the ultimate yoga series for weight loss, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And you give a really tangible thing. Like if you want to sign up for the weight loss, you get a 90 page ebook about how to do that. Yeah. That's a really smart way to generate leads. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I was really and, impressed by that. Well, and we create, so we are curators of artwork. And so all of those things that you described are beautiful. They are our touch at artwork, even if it's in a digital download, like it's done so beautifully. Um, we have another one that's about yoga types mm-hmm. because it seems like every day there's a new one. You know, you can do um, goat yoga or aerial yoga or <laughs> acro yoga. Like it grows all the time. And so we keep those resources up to date. Um, And it's providing value. It's exactly the model of marketing. You know, I want to provide you something valuable, which is this piece of content. And the juicy bribe is you're going to give me your email in exchange for it. So we can stay connected and I can tell you about my product. And you're blogging a lot too. Like I thought the yoga (laughs) post about grief was really interesting. Thank you. People have a hard time processing grief and yoga Mm -hmm. is one of those places where it sort of leaks out. I remember the first time I took a yoga class and I cried. And afterwards I was talking to the instructor and I was like, Ooh, yeah, sorry. I'm not sure. She's like, it happens all All the the time. time. And she's like, it's good. It's like, you're getting it out of your system and you're moving it through. It's all about movement, right? Yep. And breath and you connect movement to breath and let go of try to let go of what you're thinking about and whatever comes to you. And you're in great company. I've made wet, sloppy messes on my mat too, and didn't intend to, but just did. And there you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When you think about like, what is a really challenging thing that you're encountering most recently? Like when you lay in bed at night, is it like, oh, 
I think that it is that I I would like to dial down the million ideas for a paperclip. It's a blessing and a curse. Like, I love that I'm an idea generator, um, but I would also like to not have a million ideas Mm -hmm. and just be in the moment. And that's been the most challenging thing for me in my businesses and in my family, like in everything, because I just have a lot of ideas. So it's harnessing that energy and putting it somewhere a little bit more constructive. I wonder if like journaling or having a place where you get those ideas out and put them to the side would help. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about um, doing the artist's way. Have you heard of uh-uh. this? Oh my gosh, it's this really great book. Um, and it's about the artist's way and how artists and idea people need to kind of purge and get it all out, just like you're saying. But you have to build it into a routine. So you would do it in the morning and you'd write it all down. And Yeah, yeah my husband's an author and he uh, carries around a notebook. Yes. And the notebook is just kind of full of ideas or things he wants to get back to. And mm-hmm. It's then reposited somewhere for when he feels like he can manage right. it, you know? My engineer calls that the parking lot. Yes. yes. <laughs> put that in the parking lot. For later and yes. for a time when you're freed up or, you know, when you feel like you're ready to take mm-hmm. on the next thing. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for uh, moms that are working? I think having four kids and mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur and working out of your house has got to be, you must be really busy. We are. We are really busy. And my advice, and it's to myself too, and that is that um, I I always have to remind myself that the house is not burning down, right? The sense of urgency that I always feel um, isn't necessarily my reality. I am blessed beyond measure, luckier than many. I have so many gifts. And I think that for me, a lot of it comes from gratitude and taking taking the time to be grateful for me slows down that ferocious drive. You're Um, making me feel like I need to get back to yoga because I've mm -hmm. been away from it for a while. I I literally last like every day I have this burning, like I've got to do this. I've got to do that. It's just this cycling through my brain and it never shuts off. And the other day I read on my dock at my cabin for 30 minutes and I felt like I was taking like a break or playing Mm -hmm. hooky or, and I'm a freelance person. You weren't being productive. Yeah. I think it's kind of people of our generation um, because my kids are so good at saying, mom, my God, would you just stop? You know, like, like they are so good at self care. You know, versus, you know, people my age who aren't so good. I at even that. hate that word. I know. <laughs> it I gives know. me like, just like, oh, self-care. Sure. <laughs> like I've got time. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> let's just talk about some self-care. <laughs> and when people do talk about self-care, I almost judge them. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, fine. You're going to have self-care and I'm just going to be over here killing myself. Let me know <laughs> how that works you, out right? for you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, but that's so weird and messed up like that. Yeah. It's a badge of honor for us to be go, go, going. And it's a badge of honor how many things I can get done in the day and I mean that's a trap too and just kind of false well and I think that is what so that is what my children say to me they say you think it's a badge of honor mom but it's not that's right it's so I think their language is it's so you know 1998 like you know 2019 is take care of yourself because the house isn't burning down yeah you can't take care of others if you haven't taken care of yourself and you know all of those kinds of things but if you know the question is what do I say to people I say that. 
And I say it to myself. And I think too, entrepreneurs, like you always, there's never a time and you're into really, you're an entrepreneur in that business producing products and you're in the digital space, which is never ending. There's never a time where there isn't something more you could be doing. Right. Like there's never a time where it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to wrap up this file and I'm walking <laughs> out the door and I'm not going to revisit this awesome. until 9 a.m. tomorrow. Right. You know, it's always endlessly ongoing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I struggle with that yeah. as a freelance person. When I had a business, I took, you know, I worked a lot and I worked late sometimes, but I would leave that business at X time. Yes. And then I would go to work the next day. And that evening time, I might work till seven o'clock, but from seven to 10, like I felt like I could not be working. Mm-hmm. Freelance and social, I just feel like, oh, my phone is just ping, 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 ping. It's endless. It definitely is. And, you know, we've been talking to like to our teenagers who like live in, they live a life where they're looking down all the time. And, you know, some parents talk about restrictions and taking their phone away. And, and I get that. But I think for my family, the lesson is you have to learn how to navigate with that thing. Like you have to learn how to balance it and, and how to when, look up, right. And how to look up and how to be present with the people right in front of you. So I don't want to take it away from you. I want you to learn how to take it away from yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a trap for all of us. It's, you know, stimulus response. And so we just have to be stronger than Pavlov. <laughs> yeah, you're really, you're really like breaking open my frontal cortex as I'm thinking about these things. So this has been a really interesting conversation I'm so uh, glad. with Jolene Emery. It is um, Big Raven Yoga, Big Raven Yoga Mats, Big Raven Media. We kind of, you got a twofer that we got well, to talk about you. both things, but um, the mats are beautiful and I'm really glad that we got the opportunity to spend time together. Me too. Thank you. Uh, BigRavenYoga.com. BigRavenYoga.com. And sign up for her email list and and you can get the ebook, and there's a lot of fun things there, a lot of videos you can watch. And where do you practice yoga or where do you teach? Yeah, so I um, practice all over. Um, I belong to the firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I practice there and I love it. I love all the lovely people there. Um, I also practice at Core Power. Mm-hmm. Um, I practice at Fly Freak when yep. I'm going to do Ariel. Um, and then I'll go out on the road with my friends wherever they are and wherever we can get together. That's my most favorite play date of all is where will we meet and do yoga and then hang out afterwards. So I kind of dabble. I like um, that. And then I teach. Um, I teach at Ragnar events. I teach at the LA Yoga Expo. Um, and I teach wherever we are usually um, exhibiting. Um, and so I'm kind of like a food truck yoga person. <laughs> I just <laughs> I teach where I need to go and be I like it. Mm -hmm. I like it. Thank you for being my guest today. Thank you.